Hello and welcome to the Didache podcast, where we draw upon past wisdom to help plant and grow new churches. In this A Sunday with Jesus series, I'll be joined by a range of guests, and together we'll walk through a typical Sunday, from the call to worship through to food after the service. And we're asking, how do these things help us to follow Jesus throughout the week? My hope is that we'll see our gathered worship of Jesus as the heart of our church life together and our discipleship to Jesus. Not just because of what we're doing, but because of what God is doing in these gatherings. As James Smith wrote, Worship is the arena in which God recalibrates our hearts, reforms our desires, and rehabituates our loves. Worship isn't just something we do, it's where God does something to us. Worship is the heart of discipleship, because it's the gym in which God retrains our hearts. Thanks to all those involved in these episodes, thanks to John Smith for the incredible intro music, and to you for listening. I hope this series helps enlarge your vision of Jesus and his church. Well, welcome to the Didache podcast. In this series called A Sunday with Jesus, we're asking why, as followers of Jesus, do we do what we do on Sundays? I'm here with Luke Ijaz, vicar of All Souls Cleveland Street in London, and today we're going to be discussing the creed. What is a creed? The creed is, as someone at my theological college said, is is what you get when you have hundreds of Christians reading the Bible hundreds of times and trying to summarise that in a few lines. It's a summary of what the Bible says and about what Christians believe, or rather who Christians believe in. It takes us back to the scriptures and serves as a roadmap to help us navigate the Bible well. Today we're going to be talking about the Apostles' Creed, and it begins, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and and goes on. As Christians, we say this regularly, and uh, hopefully this features in your Sunday with Jesus week by week. Luke, great to have you with us today to talk about the creed. Why do we say the creed in our gathered worship as followers of Jesus? And as you've mentioned, Sam, it most often Sunday by Sunday is the Apostles' Creed, isn't it? If it features at all, it's the Apostles' Creed. But we could have the Nicene Creed. Um, we could even let the Athanasian Creed have its um, annual outing at Christmas there. But probably the one we're most familiar with, the wording of the Apostles' uh, Creed. And, yeah, thinking about this, finding its place in a public worship service it's likely that earlier in uh, that same service uh, we've made a negative confession um we we've confessed our sin that is uh what we're turning away from and rejecting but there may be this other place then in the service to have what we might call a, a, a positive confession now of our faith and specifically who we're turning to and accepting. And uh, again, having both these uh, confession points in a service, uh, the bright light of these truths that we see here in this positive confession of faith surely serve to dispel any lingering shadow or gloom of sin. Which God have we gathered to worship? the creed removes any doubt we're here to worship the one god who has revealed himself 
as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's a great reminder to us, if the rest of the liturgy hasn't already done that, it's a reminder to us that the gospel story we're rehearsing is in fact God's own story. He is the active agent, if you like. So the creed, it's not simply what we believe, but more crucially, who we believe in. And these words really are a, um, a gift to us. I think you touched on that at the beginning, Sam. You know, we can never exhaust them as a framework that, that, that maps out the scope and bounds of what is a truly Christian uh, theology. But of course, they come to us as an ancient liturgy. And uh, yeah, that, that ancient nature of them, uh, ancient yet always timely. Uh, by them, the words of these creeds, we, we transcend our locality, recognizing we belong to a, a global fellowship of believers. Uh, by them, we, we transcend our time recognizing that we belong to a fellowship of believers extending across history, um, backwards and forwards. We may seem a minority in our place and time, but we belong to a great multitude of the faithful. Mm. More for us than are against us. At the very least, we see that when we recite the creed together. There are, of course, other gospel truths that we gather around and treasure in our life together that are not explicitly um, articulated there in the creed. But we shouldn't become deeply entrenched in those so that they become a, a, a narrow constraint for us. The creed is the formulation that recalls us to, liberates us for him who is the true heart of the Christian faith, the one in whom our life and unity is found. Oh, so much great stuff just to, to ponder there. The creed, the, the words that we, we say together week by week, and it's, it's, I think it would be worth us actually memorising the creed. Uh, it's good to have the uh, in our minds, but it reminds us which God we've come to worship we come to worship the God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, I think with this episode, it's important to say that we're not, it's not an exposition of the creed, uh, and we'd really encourage people actually to, to dig into the creed. Actually, Luke, would you give us a, a word on that, just in, in your engagement with the creed, and how might we engage with it outside of Sundays as well? Yeah, I think there's a lot to explore there, isn't there, in terms of it's great within the course of a, a minute there to be able to say when we recite the creed, um, uh, the, the, the scope that the scope of our Christian faith, isn't it? The uh, it maps it out for us in a way. And, and so there's so many avenues of exploration in there. And, you know, in, in some parts, it's quite loaded, isn't it? There's, there's huge um, uh, boulders that are thrown in. And um, some of them should at least uh, capture our uh, imagination and set us off wanting to explore them further and um again if we're going to have a fully grown fully developed um healthy christian faith that's not not stunted or skewed then 
not just reciting those words, but knowing who they're referring to, um, the, the, the persons of the Godhead, uh, their work, um, how they've, they've brought about salvation, um, what it means to be a part of the communion of the saints. Uh, none of these should be strange concepts to us, should they? Um, because these are our these are these are life-giving realities uh, that we are um, that we are part of, and it's got that yeah that that Christianese about it, and there is the need to learn uh, Christianese, um, but again not just as a words that we recite, but concepts that have um, uh, gripped us and taken hold of us, and and indeed these persons. Uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who have gripped us and taken hold of us and are, um, are leading our lives onwards. Amen to that. Yeah, exactly. And these truths uh, about who God is and what he has done that, that change our lives. Um, we're not just all about information as Christians. We're about formation. We're about becoming like Jesus. And yeah, the, I, I was, I've been doing some reading about the early church and some thinking about the early church recently. They had this, and you probably know all about this, Luke, uh, the, the catechumenate, uh, which uh, was developed in the early church to kind of teach people who are exploring uh, Jesus uh, and who, well, who, who wanted to follow him, uh, be his disciple. And I think at least at, at one stage on, on this kind of discipleship training course, uh, the, the, these catechumens would be taught the creed and work through the creed uh, together and uh, so I, I like that and I think it's maybe something that we could do as churches uh, teach through the creed chat through the creed together uh, explore this God uh, that we love and worship and what he's done for us Luke just just what about this some people might say we we don't need the creed we've got the bible what might we say to that I think it comes back to what you shared there at the beginning uh, Sam um Hundreds of theologians reading the Bible hundreds of times have generated uh, the creed. So it's not the either or. Um, uh, let's not pit the creed against uh, the Bible, but rather the creeds serve as a as a you know to get technical a hermeneutical key uh, to reading the scriptures aright. And um, yeah, a very helpful framework for us to always bring back. Uh, and have it there alongside uh, the Bible to make sure we are uh, staying on the straight path. Absolutely. And so if someone is, is saying something that contradicts the Apostles' Creed, we could say, well, they're no longer speaking Christianese. They're no longer speaking the truths of, of Scripture. That's really, really helpful. Luke, thank you so much. Really appreciate uh, the time that you've given uh, to this episode where we're thinking about the creed in the context of a Sunday with Jesus. Uh, for those who've been listening, hope this has been helpful. Hope uh, that this inspires you perhaps to learn the creed, uh, to meditate on its truths, and indeed to dig into the scriptures and indeed the God uh, that the creed points us to. Thanks so much. <laughs>